There's so much left of me to be Expedite and bring to light those things I need Hear my prayer My request Oh Lord, this is my earnest Heart's desire For what I believe to see God let it be If you don't mind Christmas Day. Hear what I say, what I say, not a, not a time. Just let it be my Christmas Day.
And so in conclusion, on this timeless Christmas, we've all joined together to say Merry Christmas one last time. I want to say to my wife, Melissa, to Mariah, Israel, Duncan, Milan, Lily, Jordan, everyone in New Breed, I love you with all of my heart. And we pray everyone has a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. May your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Little Christmas, make the Yuletide gay, and from now on, our troubles will be miles, miles away. Gather near to us once more. The we all will be together if the fates alive.
are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years we all be together if the fate Christmas Eve. Isn't it exciting? Christmas is here. Almost. Well, as you, for ones of you that yet to find your seat, as you find your seat, I just want to say a special welcome to you. We want you to relax and enjoy your Christmas Eve with us tonight. And I'd like to pray to begin. God, we thank you for Christmas. Thank you, God, that you sent your son, Jesus. Thank you for all that that means to us tonight. And we celebrate together. We reflect upon all that that means tonight. We thank you, Jesus, that you came. We thank you for your incredible, amazing mercy, your love for us. May we receive your love tonight. May we receive your mercy, your grace, your peace. May we receive your incredible, great joy. Thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Bless every person here. Bless every home represented here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Enjoy the evening. If you'd like to turn your eyes to the screen, we have a little something for you to have a look at. Just say hello to the person next to you. (laughs) That'd be a good idea, because it's Christmas Eve. Say hello to five people you haven't seen before. How about that?
It came upon the midnight clear. That glorious song of old. From angels bending near the earth to touch the harps of gold. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. From heaven's all glorious king. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. Through the cloven skies they come with peaceful wings aflirt. Still, their heavenly music floats over all the weary world. Above its sad and lowly plains, they bend on hovering wing, and ever over babble sounds. The blessings of angels sing. O ye beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow. Look now for glad and golden hours. Come swiftly on the wing. Oh, rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. For lo, the days are hasting on by prophets seen of old. When with the ever circling years shall come the time foretold. With the new heaven and earth shall own the prince of peace, their king. And the whole world send back the song, which now the angels sing.
now we have an item. So if you could take your seats. And we have the lovely Sophia Pollard to dance for us. Thank you. 
Fantastic. Lovely seeing Sophia dancing. Man. How about giving Sophia another hand? Isn't that marvellous? Well, because it's Christmas Eve and it's quite dark, I can't see your faces. But I know. I can just tell you're anticipating Christmas cracker jokes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I thought we needed to start with a few, didn't we? What do you get if you cross a pineapple and a cell phone? No. No, don't worry about that one. I've just forgotten it. Here's another one. What do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? Frostbite. You've, you've got to laugh better than that. You've got to. Here's one. This is a good one. What did baby corn say to mama corn? Where's popcorn? I've got a big pile here, I can keep going. You'll wish Christmas came quicker. Why did the skeleton go to the New Year's Eve party? Why didn't the skeleton go to the New Year's Eve party? He had nobody to go with. We'll keep going because the music's encouraging me. What do dogs and trees have in common? Bark. Right, that's just about enough. One more, eh? Do a charade. No, it's not going to happen. What athlete is the warmest in winter? A long jumper. Well, I'm not sure that this is the kind of joy that Luke the Apostle was talking about when he wrote the Scripture. I think he had other things in mind when he wrote this. He said, Don't be afraid, for I've come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. He was thinking of something far larger than Christmas cracker jokes. Far larger. However, it is the season of joy, isn't it? Christmas is the season of joy. And I don't know if you've noticed, but it hasn't escaped me that a lot of Christmas carols speak of joy. A lot of them. So we're just saying, O come all ye faithful, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Talks of joy. What about this one from O Holy Night? It says, um, a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. It's talking of joy, isn't it? Joy. Silent night talks of glory streams from heaven afar. And then we've got one that's one of my favourites is, Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Another verse says, Joy to the world, the Saviour reigns. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. 
repeat. <laughs> I had you there. Repeat, repeat the sound. So joy is kind of everywhere at Christmas time. They play the music that we'd normally hate, but we like it because it's joyous at Christmas time. But here's one of my favorite carols. I'll read you the words of it. I'm not going to sing it, but it's God rest you, merry gentlemen. The words, God rest you, merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Saviour was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we're all gone astray. O tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, O tidings of comfort and joy. From God our Heavenly Father, a blessed angel came and uncertain, unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Fear not then, said the angel, let nothing you affright. This day is born a saviour of a pure virgin bright to free all those who trust in him from Satan's power and might. Now to the Lord sing praises, all you within this place, and with true love and brotherhood, each other now embrace. This holy tide of Christmas doth nothing, uh, doth bring redeeming grace. O tidings of comfort and joy, of comfort and joy. Everywhere we look, we can find it. So I think it was settled a long, long time ago. In fact, 2,000 years ago, it was established that Christmas is a joyous occasion. It's an, an occasion of joy, but it was also established and has been established that Christmas is about God. Christmas is about Jesus. It's about the Messiah. It's about the Christ. And we live in an age where Christmas has been so watered down and people are encouraged to not even say Merry Christmas. That the message needs to be spoken loudly. It is about God. It is about the Christ. It is about the Messiah. His name is Jesus. Christmas. Christ Mass. Christ means the anointed one, the Messiah. Mass literally means a large block or a large amount of people. So Christmas is a large amount of people honoring the Messiah. That's what it's about. You take Christ out of it, you've just got mass, a bunch of people. You put Christ into it and everything changes. Christmas. So there's two J's of Christmas. There's joy and there's Jesus. Father, I thank you for Christmas. I thank you that we can celebrate Jesus. I thank you that we can celebrate his birth. And I thank you that we can celebrate everything you've done, everything you're doing, and everything you're going to do. And I thank you that Christmas is on our calendar every year. I thank you that it's an opportunity where we can stop. We can appreciate you. We can appreciate everything around us, the people. We can appreciate the place that we live, this beautiful country. But most of all, we can turn our attention we can turn our hearts, we can turn our minds to Jesus. Thank you for Christmas, Lord.
The scripture that Luke was writing that I alluded to at the start comes from Luke chapter 2. 8 to 20 read like this. That night, in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with a blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified. Can you imagine it if that happened right now and here? Suddenly there's an angel whose head glows more than mine in the lights. And just suddenly the whole room lights up. It would be terrifying. Uh, but the angel reassured them saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize Him by this miraculous sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Then all at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared. The very armies of heaven. One wasn't scary enough. Now you've got the armies of heaven. And they all praised God singing, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. When the choir of angels disappeared back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go. Let's hurry and find this manifestation that is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. So they ran into the village and they found their, their way to Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a feeding trough. Upon seeing this miraculous sign, the shepherds recounted what had just happened. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. But Mary, she treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. The shepherds returned to their flock, ecstatic over what had happened. They praised God and they glorified Him for all they had heard and seen for themselves, just like the angel said. The verse in there, the most joyous news, or I bring you the most joyous news the world has ever heard. That's a powerful line. What is it about Christmas that makes it the most joyous news the world has ever heard? Because if you read the papers that come and you see the ads on TV and everything else, there's not a whole lot there that would suggest it's the most joyous. But Scripture says the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. That includes us. Everyone, everywhere. So why is Christmas such good news for everyone? Early on in human history, we can read about it in the book of Genesis and Scripture, people made a huge mistake. The result of their mistake was that the intimate relationship that people had with God was broken. It was severed. It was cut. Biblical history from Genesis then right through really to the end of the New Old Testament 
is about people doing their best and doing what they knew how and what they were told to do to try and restore the relationship with God. We see lots of ups and downs and different stories and different things happening through there. But really, it's all about people trying to get reconnected with God because that relationship was severed. But the problem was, everything was temporary. It didn't matter what they did. It was just temporary. We read about uh, blood sacrifices of animals to make things right, but it was all just temporary. Nothing lasted. But the Jews were living in wait. They were living in wait of a promised Messiah who would restore things back to the way they used to be. They were living in wait of a promised Messiah who would restore relationship for the people back to God, and not just on a temporary basis, but on a permanent basis. Christmas is the start of the fulfillment of that expectation. That's what we're celebrating. A baby is born who will will become the rescuer, the Messiah. So without baby Jesus, there's no Christmas. Without baby Jesus, there's no restoration. Without baby Jesus, there's no rescue. Jesus is the promised good news. He's the promised joyous news. And he's the promised rescuer for all people. Some of you might be saying, well, what do you mean, rescue, rescuer? You see, the separation that took place in our relationship with God, was it wasn't a temporary thing, it was a permanent thing. It was something absolutely terrible, which I haven't got time to go into detail right now, but it was a permanent separation from relationship with God, and we needed rescuing to resolve that situation, to restore things to the way they were. And Jesus is the rescuer. He's a rescuer by the fact that he was divine, that he was pure, and that he was also human. And he was the only solution. You jump forward 33 years, and Easter is the next installment in the story. It's the next stage of God's plan. It's where we see God move again and Jesus dies on a cross. This time it's one death, one sacrifice for all people for all time to restore the relationship. He rises from the dead, victorious over dead. He takes authority over everything, including death. And then because of this victory, relationship with God is restored. But here's the thing, it's restored for all who desire it. God's made provision. He sent Jesus, Christmas. Jesus went to a cross. He died. He rose victorious over death. He paid the price for all the mistakes that were made. And because of that, the relationship is now restored for those who desire it. He's paid the price. How does that happen? In the book of Romans, it tells us that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. 
Jew, Gentile, are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So Christmas is about hope. It's about peace. It's about joy. It's about love. It's about being rescued. It's about salvation, being rescued, restored, uh, restoration of relationship. It's about eternity. And this is why when Luke writes, he writes that it's the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it's for everyone everywhere. And everyone everywhere includes you and it includes me and it includes here and it includes tonight. So it's the most joyous the world's ever heard for everyone and everywhere. It's true but it is subject to our response. And our response is to confess and to believe. So in a sense, experiencing true joy, experiencing the joy that the Apostle Luke writes about, now rests with you and it now rests with me. Because the joy is there to access if you desire and if you believe and you confess the joy is there God's done everything Jesus has done everything He's now waiting for our desire to say okay I believe and I confess so this Christmas is it about you or is it about Jesus Because you and I are a really small part of the puzzle. Can I just declare it's about Jesus? It's about Jesus. Everything else works out around Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. Which leads me to the two questions is, do you believe and do you confess? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you believe? Will you confess? Because that's taking an eternal approach to Christmas. And I want to really encourage you to take an eternal approach to Christmas because the alternative is another meal, and a Christmas cracker. And if you have a Christmas cracker, it's followed by Christmas cracker jokes. And that's not the joy he was talking about. As good as they are, it's not the joy he was talking about. I I really want to encourage you and I, I really want to stir you tonight to think about where you're at with God. I don't want to be out here in the middle of the night doing a Christmas gathering just because it's a cool thing to do at Christmas. I want to be out here doing a Christmas gathering because it's incredibly significant in our lives. I want to be out here doing a Christmas gathering together because responding to Jesus is the most important thing you can do in your life. I want to be doing Christmas gathering tonight because Jesus has laid it all out and that's what we're celebrating at Christmas. 
And now he's saying, come on, have you got a desire? Will you believe? Will you confess? And I don't know where you're at with God tonight, but in just a moment I'm going to pray. And I would invite you to follow along with me as I pray. You don't have to pray out loud. But my greatest desire tonight would be to, I believe, echo God's greatest desire. And that would be that every single person in this place is in relationship with Him. That every person in this place is desired for the restoration of that relationship and is believed and is confessed. That, I believe, would be the best Christmas for Jesus. I'm going to pray. Jesus, I thank you for Christmas. I thank you for everything Christmas represents. And tonight we confess that you are Lord and we believe you rose from the dead. And by our belief and our confession, we know that you've restored our relationship with yourself and with your Father. Help us to live and to grow in this knowledge and help us also to connect and to walk with those of similar mind, your church, as we walk into the future in relationship with you. Lord, I pray for every person in this room tonight. I pray that this Christmas would be filled with an overflow of joy. And it wouldn't be a superficial joy. It would be more than a gathering and just having a whole lot of fun. It would be a deep, deep, eternally seated joy that comes from knowing you and being in relationship with you and walking with you. So tonight, it's our privilege, Jesus, to wish you happy birthday and say a huge thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas. We've got a few more carols, and so if you'd like to join us, we're going to do O Holy Night. So you guys stand to your feet. Yeah, yeah, come on. Let's stand to our feet.
thousand years ago, in the small town of Bethlehem, one silent night loudly proclaimed God's love for the entire world. For our all-powerful God came to earth in the form of a helpless child. And though many people had waited for his coming, few actually noticed this baby's arrival, so much so that there was no room for him that night in the world which he had made. But still, he came. He who was divine became human. He traded in his heavenly seat for an earthly manger. He exchanged robes of splendor for swaddling clothes. He left the songs of a multitude of angels for the praises of a few humble shepherds. That night, though Jesus left his throne, he became our king. A king who came not to be served, but to serve. A king whose death would bring us life. A king whose single sacrifice would serve as the ransom for us all. So, it's the paradox of Christmas that calls you to respond. Though there are presents still waiting for you to receive, this season is truly about the gift that you have already been given. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that we can celebrate tonight. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you, Jesus, that you came. Thank you that we have you, that, we, that it is not just Mass, but it is Christ Mass. And we thank you. God, may we enter Christmas this year filled with your joy. May we be overflowing with joy. May we truly receive from you this Christmas. May we truly receive uh, your incredible gift, Father. Thank you for reconciling us to you. Father, I pray that every home would know, every home represented here would know the truth of Christmas this year, that we would receive of your beautiful gift. Thank you for your amazing love. We celebrate together tonight. And we enter Christmas filled with almighty joy. Amen. Happy Christmas. It's three minutes away. I can say it now, eh? Happy Christmas. We're going to celebrate 10 a.m. here. So if you want to come back, 10 a.m. here, we're going to continue celebrating Christmas together. If you want to come after breakfast, after unwrapping prezies or whatever you do in the morning. Plus, also, we've got a, a New Year's morning gathering here, which is on Sunday, 10 a.m., New Year's morning, and also 10 a.m. right throughout summer until the 12th of February, 10 a.m. each Sunday here. 
Have an amazing, wonderfully blessed Christmas, everyone. Go and enjoy some sweets. I think we believe we have some sweets at the door and you can do the countdown if you want in two minutes and smooch someone if you want. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that one. <laughs> Happy Christmas. Shining star